This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I'm Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, we survived Summer League. How are we doing? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the big one. No, I feel like we had so many people reaching out to us, Metcalf, like, when's the post-Summer League pod coming? Yeah. And I was like, hey, just let us regroup <laughs> a little bit. Um, thank everyone for being patient. I'm doing good, Metcalf. I, I was anxious to get back on the pod with you. I feel like we were... We had like three nights in Vegas. We were going to like record this. And then we were like, okay, wait a sec. Something's going on. Wait a sec. Like, so thank you for everyone being patient. Um, yeah. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm doing better. Excited to get these thoughts out. I've been, I've been anxious for this one. Metcalf, <laughs> how, how are you doing? How are we holding up? Fantastic. Uh, survived my first summer league. It was an absolute blast. It was chaotic as all hell. Um, but it was incredible. Uh, listeners, if you haven't gone, highly recommend it so much fun and I, I just love the atmosphere of 99% of it is all about just having fun and enjoying basketball it's just like hey look at how much fun this is look at you know the 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 stars of tomorrow today and all that crap but it's it's not worrying about ref calls or foul baiting or any of that crap it's like holy crap this 25th pick is looking way better why did he fall to 25 all these other teams are stupid look at what we cashed in on um so it was just a really fun and different atmosphere than most of the basketball that we get to consume where it's diehard fans on one side or the other kind of going at each other and complaining about something. And all of this was just positive. It was fun. Obviously there were jokes and whatnot and overreactions being made left and right, but they were in good humor and they were, you know, well-meaning and just there to have fun. It, it was so much, it, it was such a great time. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite event to go to every year i feel like it's a must if you're a basketball fan you gotta go to summer league um you know there's i'm happy you got to experience your first one it was insane how crowded it was yeah like i've been going for like over six years i've never seen three days sell out like i've never had to go aftermarket to find tickets it was really fun so um we battled we dealt with it then monday was back to normal um Thank you, Victor. So, I, I mean, hopefully next year it cools down a little bit. It's great. I love Summer League. I think everyone out there that says Summer League doesn't matter, I think that's crap. I, I think it absolutely is crap. I think this is really important for some confidence building. Um, you could say it doesn't matter with some of the rookies if you're like, hey, I'm not going to overreact if they struggle. That's fine. I get that. But for the guys returning that had a disappointing first Summer League that have been working on their game all off season that – are trying to build some confidence and get back on track. It's humongous for them. Um, for guys like Keontae George that got drafted a little later than they were hoping to come out and have a great summer league. 
it's huge for them. So um, I, I really do think it matters. I think you, you take pieces of it and build off of that for your foundation. Now, if you do struggle, I think it's always an important, like, Hey, let's pump the brakes, but seeing some of these guys come out and perform. Um, and as an evaluator, it's fun because, you know, we, we were in the stands and it was funny because um, we watched the first Victor game. We're going to get into all of this, but yep. we watched the first Victor game. And I feel like the second one, we were like, I don't have to watch him. I just watched <laughs> his whole season. We, I mean, I know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm excited to talk about everything. It was a great trip. Awesome yeah, I think, trip. I think about halfway or right around halftime or a little into the third quarter, we we're just like, guess what? Just go grab a drink and get ready for dinner. <laughs> like, yeah. like, screw it. <laughs> so he struggled first game. I know he's going to have 20 plus the next game. This is how it works out. It's like, him. Oh, like, well, he's already up to 17. So yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's good for another eight to 12 ish here. And then they'll sit him and Oh, look, that's what happened. So it, yeah. it, no, but it was, it was a great trip. We had a lot of people come up to us and say hello, yeah, which was cool. so cool and got to meet a lot of people. And, um, you know, it, a lot of NBA guys too came up to talk to us. It was, yeah. it was awesome. It, it was a really cool, trip to see the growth from one year and i know next year we're we're already pl- very excited about what that's yeah, gonna look and like. we we kind of stumbled into a gold mine of people watching um <laughs> it's just the, the the highway of traffic uh we we just went up to uh grab a drink in a certain spot that i'm not going to uh, make public um yeah don't that's a, that's a treasure <laughs> chest for us Are you kidding me i don't want anyone to know about that but, sorry guys you know, love, yeah. grabbed a beer turned around it's like oh that's that person oh that's that person and it's just a constant flow so we, we, I, I think we found the uh one of the one of the better spots but it's also just an environment where you could just throw a stone and you're gonna hit someone involved in the nba it, it was just so much fun um little housekeeping up top it before we dive into this stuff um if you want to support us uh go go subscribe to no ceilingsnba.com all of our written work is 100 free uh traffic has slowed down a little bit since the draft because there's not a whole lot going on. But Nathan uh, had an awesome su- opening weekend summer league recap. Maxwell has a bunch of no, no stone unturned uh, stuff coming. Last year's was really successful. He went back and revisited some of the guys he covered last year, and he's going to be doing similar things this summer. We'll have stuff on next year's class coming shortly, but it's all 100% free. We do have some really exciting paid stuff coming in the future. That's for a future time, though. But I promise none of the daily stuff will change at all. Uh, you can follow us across all socials at No Ceilings NBA. Um, we did plan to record stuff daily in Vegas. Technical difficulties, timing issues came up, so we apologize. So we're going to give you two parts here. Uh, this first one, we're going to focus on just the rookies, and by the rookies, I mean the guys just from the 2023 draft class. So Chet will be discussed in part two. So. Part one, rookies. Part two, returners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Rucker, let's get into it. Victor Wembanyama, we we got to... What were your takeaways with him? Um, first of all, that was really well done. I'm really proud of you. I didn't know you were laying the hammer like that. Uh, I'm trying to get... We're going to get a little wild with this one because I warned Metcalf like three days ago. I was like, hey, I'm ready to bring some heat on the pod. I think the summer league reaction pod is going to be perfect. And you're like, all right, I am too. Let's go. So Victor had a tough first game. Everyone was freaking out. And the funniest thing was we were all watching in the stands, the whole no ceilings crew that was in Vegas. And I feel like you hit me at one time and you're just like, we've seen this. This is exactly what we've seen before. And I was just like, he's lost. He does not know what's going on. And then I was just like, poor guy, everything's going to get blown out of proportion. He has these games where he kind of like disappears or doesn't put up a big one. And then the next game he blows up. And I was like, everyone watching here who is groaning in the stands did not watch Victor all year because you would see this game. And, and yeah. it was, I'm not trying to say like, we were like, Oh, I told you. So it was just like, I, from the last, like these guys go through so much media and yeah. stuff before they especially play games, him. especially him. So, I mean, I was not shocked if he came out and had 25 and I would be like, yeah, he's an alien. But if he came out and struggled, I was like, I hope you struggle. You're a human at times. So at times keyword, <laughs> um, I just thought the first game he, he looked completely lost. He put the ball on the ground a lot of time. And I feel like at, at a certain point, Charlotte was like the moment he puts it down, just smothers and like go right at him and mm-hmm. had some turnovers, fell over a little bit. Um, was trying to do ISO early. That wasn't really working out. And then he started just becoming passer like crazy. So I, I think the first game was fine because I was just like, the expectations were so high. You know, everyone was expecting him to put up 40 and 20. And I was like, that's not going to happen. What about you? Where, where were you at? And it, it it's kind of like you said, it felt like a lot of his games throughout this entire season where he'd be kind of quiet, not produce a lot for three quarters of it. And then it'd be, I'm talking about his regular season games. And then he would just have one quarter where he would drop 25 and be like, okay, well, that happened quickly. Yeah. And that quarter or that stretch just didn't, come in that first game in the second game he ended up with 27 12 and 5 or something like that and it was like okay he's settled down he's out of his head and in that first game the game before went a little long so he's standing there in the tunnel longer you know lights and cameras in his face face for you know another 10 20 minutes um stuff he's gonna have to get used to because that's gonna be a nightly occurrence for him going forward but he looked like he came out way too amped up way too. It was like he chugged a dozen Red Bulls right before he hit the court and it showed. And then the first couple shots he forced, he rushed, he didn't look comfortable. And then he got in his head about it. And just the, the scoring just didn't come. A lot of the other stuff was there. Uh, the passing was way better than I saw for most of the year. And I was like, okay, awesome. Great. Love to see that because I rarely saw that from you this year. And the fact that you're breaking that out now is really encouraging going forward, especially when you have ball movers like Jeremy Sohan, who's going to be playing power forward for him. Um, and then the second game, once he got that first like mid contested mid range jumper to fall is like, he just like an exhale and he just relaxed and is like, Oh, okay. Now, now we're seeing you, you know, 
give yourself offensive tip dunks where you're tipping it up, you're reaching across the lane, tipping it back to yourself and then dunking it and blocking shots at will and all that kind of stuff that we saw all year. So it's really encouraging that he rebounded from it and that he just accepted it. It was like, okay, this is a bad day. It sucked. Now how, you know, he obviously wants his quote unquote NBA debut to go, but it's not the end of the world. And if he would have came out and really struggled again in the second game, it would have been like, eh, that's not ideal. I still wouldn't have cared. I still wouldn't have been worried. He's one of these guys where there will be down nights. I know that some have called him the best team prospect ever. That's ludicrous. Yeah. Victor Obanyama is insane. His potentials through the roof. He is not the best prospect in basketball ever or in team sports ever. He's going to be really, really good though. And I'm not really worried about it. The, the first game, I mean, we got there three games early to get seats. Um, barely got them. And if you've never been to Summer League, like what you usually do is like for that game, you would go the game before and then move up a little bit and your seats would get better. You'd be really smart and early. The fact that we had to go so early, like for the first games and then just sit and it, I was just like, this is absurd. So the gym was just buzzing like everyone was just like it felt like a playoff game like an nba playoff game and you know i i went back and watched the second one because like at that point for the second game i was like i'm gonna go to the other gym it's awesome it's gonna be completely empty it was it was fantastic i got to see the Celts and the wizards and i was like okay i get to check out on this game and i think i had like fifth row or something i was like this is fantastic so i went back and watched the second game and what everyone needs to know about Victor, like he's it's it's like a boxer. He just throws jabs, and then all of a sudden he has this one quarter where he throws a haymaker and just all the confidence starts pouring. And then you have all of a sudden Victor puts up 20 in a quarter, and then that's why he has those huge box scores. But there's just some times where everything's not cooking. And I thought I left the first game like I'm really encouraged about the passing. Yeah. And I think everyone was bummed about his offensive night. And I was like, he threw some passes. I haven't seen him throw in a while. So I was like, I'm encouraged, if anything. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing I'm – Victor's going to be fantastic. I, I'm just – this physicality. You know what? I, I came away from the first game, Metcalf, and it was our preseason episode just flashed through my head about – I hope he doesn't float to the perimeter and try to be a three point guy and try to be KD. And um, I understand his desire to do that. But like, I, I think I was listening to um, Bill Simmons and Rosillo and Simmons was saying this. And I was like, if you just listen to the no ceilings pod at the beginning <laughs> of the year, but I was like, it's, it's completely spot on where I'm like, he at some point, Popovich or someone is going to be like, just get on the block. Mm -hmm. Just like you get on the, he had one in the second game where he got a dunk or he got the ball on the block, literally took one step and threw a dunk and yeah. down. And I was like, confidence is going to start cooking now. And, and he just took over. He looked great. He looked normal. So that's my first game reaction. I was like, you float into the perimeter again. But I think that's what he was comfortable with. Cause he didn't know where to be. Whatever. I, he's going to be fine. Give him some time, stay healthy. Yeah, the comments in the post game where he was like, man, I, I just want to hoop. I don't want to do any more media. I'm, I'm done with that for now. Like makes all the sense in the world. That's all I got. Yeah. No, um, that 
really stood out to me too. Um, the the fact that everything was perimeter based, and I am a little concerned about that going forward for a couple of reasons. And the first being he's really got to tighten that handle up. And obviously, yes. there's only so much he can do at seven five with you know the nine eight foot wingspan or you know whatever obscene number it is. There, there's only so much that he can do, but the guard, the defensive guards in the NBA are going to be way, 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 way better at digging when he crosses over and spins in the lane than what they were in France. And he's already experienced that where the handle was really sloppy and he was really easily bumped off his spots. I know he said that France was a more physical league than the U S um, too early to be putting that yep, one out, but not ideal, <laughs> not, not, not ideal um, for, you know, stoking the flames, but he's I really going to have to tight, tighten that up <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, because he was, he was really bumped off his spots. Uh, he was, he just seemed really surprised when guys would dig from the perimeter on his spin moves. Um, that alone is going to drive Popovich and the rest of that team. Absolutely insane. If that's a regular occurrence and he's averaging four or five, six turnovers a game, my bigger concern is how they kept playing him as a power forward. And I know in theory all year, people, a lot of people were saying, well, you, you got to throw a center with him to handle the bruising and the, the physicality of the post and rebounding and all that stuff. And to an extent, I get that. However, we, that completely negates what he can do on offense in the post because it ruins the spacing. Uh, maybe his pass, the, some of the passing flashes that he showed, um, you know, this, this week, can help diversify some of that offense. Um, and, you know, he can do a little more high, low action, stuff like that. I'm not saying it's impossible to work with him in the post and another center, but it makes it a lot more difficult. My bigger concern is what it does on defense. I know he already has a ton of blocks, but putting him at the four really limits what he can do as a rim protector in the long run. And if you're going to put him at the four and he's going to have to chase around guys like when teams go small, um, obviously he's a much better defender and a different defender than Carl Anthony Towns. But we saw this with the Timberwolves early in the season where when Cat was put on a small ball four who's running off screens to put on a guy like Cam Johnson, it's a disaster because it completely takes away his rebounding. It completely takes away his room protection. And I want Victor being in spots where he can be that devastating weak side rim protector or throw his length in front of a ball handler in the pick and roll. And when you're putting him on a four, especially one who can stretch the floor, then he's pulled out to the perimeter. That rebounding goes away. That rim protection goes away. Uh, we, we saw him block a couple pull-up threes or catch-and-shoot threes, which is awesome and something he'll do all year um, and is a tool in and of itself. But the main thing with his defense is that weak side rim protection. And if you're putting him out on the perimeter – it lessens a lot of that. So I, I would like to see him play a little more actual center. I don't think he's this fragile little beanpole who once someone throws his, their butt into him on a post-up, he's going to fold in half. I don't know. I, I think he, the idea of putting him out on the perimeter is smart if for like, oh, his skill set, but you're seven five. I want you around the basket. Like, I, I don't want you on the perimeter. At some point, like he's going to need to figure out that balance. Like if they're trying to make him Kevin Durant, I hate it. Yeah. Um, if you're trying to take the the unique part of Kevin Durant's game, which is his shooting ability from deep, absolutely. 
Um, I understand that, but I, I want him on the block. Like he has the ability to turn in the post sometimes and throw a dunk down with mm-hmm. barely taking a step. Like that's something no one in the NBA can do because of his size. Um, and like, we'll talk about Chet in part two, but like, I've, I've told you guys, one of my favorite things I've seen from Chet in summer league is he's getting everyone to bite on the three point shot yeah. and getting downhill. Sometimes it's looked a little sloppy, but it's going to, it's gotten him to the line a lot, which I think some people were like, Oh, it looks ugly. And I'm like, he's getting to the foul line a ton from that move. So I, I Victor's just going to have to figure it out. And I think he's a hard worker. He's going to be possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after that first game, he probably was like, I need to put on a show. The second game, I know Simmons and Russell said that, but I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I, so I think, I think Victor's going to be fine. Um, just, just was funny to see the overreactions of like, Oh, he's bust. And I was like, he did not look <laughs> comfortable that first yeah. game. And he still put up a, a solid outing and, um, but I'm not worried about Victor. Just put him. I just need him inside. We we talked about it at the beginning of the year, Mick. Huh? Mm-hmm. We were like, I need folks like post up game and also, and, and he showed another, a lot of that this year. Yes. Where the, the the variety and the the footwork, the you know baseline fadeaways into the shot fake up and under, and just simply turning over a guy and shooting. And he, he showed that this year. So I just obviously it's summer league, so maybe there's some maintenance going into it maybe it's a year one hey we're just going to make sure that he stays healthy and it's more of a long-term play maybe the spurs are a little more patient with how aggressive they are in pursuing the playoffs than some people wanted but though that insistence on putting him out on the perimeter on both sides just didn't get me super pumped about what this year could look like yeah because people are just scared to go at him if he's in the post yeah like yes. he's around the basket it's just the fear and i don't know i also like going from being the guy mm-hmm. with the metros to being like oh now there's a lot of guys where i'm at the nba level it, yeah of course it took him a game like he wasn't going to get force fed all the time and i'm not worried about victor at all not worried at all go ahead same uh someone else who i'm not worried about but has uh had a little bit of a inconsistent performance Brandon Miller and one of the most peculiar, let's say, um, summer league or competitive basketball teams ever assembled. Um, what were your takeaways on Brandon Miller and Nick Smith and Amari Bailey and the rest of the Hornets? I'll say it because you're, you're trying to be polite. <laughs> the, the Hornets team's terrible. It's all. Um, I, I I love Hornets fans. That summer league roster is just not built for summer league. It is built for. Uh, it's just I, it's good it, my problem is is i like some i like a lot of the players on that team they're just they have like four guys that are the same what it is they can score they want to score they're out to prove something and they're not known for being past heavy guards so like uh, there's a lot of stuff all over i've actually been a little impressed with nick smith i think he's going to be a fun one they'll keep an eye on amari bailey showed some flashes fine but let's focus on Brandon Miller and then you can give me your thoughts on the other guys after. Um, I am not worried at all about Brandon Miller. Um, I know there's some people out there that are like, Oh gosh, he's looked terrible and stuff. And I've watched him since the California classic. And I talked to you guys about this in Vegas. I was like, he's the only guy on that team that is trying to get assists, like put his teammates in positions to get, high percentage shot 
Um, he's he's the only one passing the damn ball, like trying to make a concerned effort to pass guys ball. Um, it's going to take some time for him to figure it out. I think he showed me plenty of flashes. I think he'll figure it out. I think he's going to be awesome with Lamelo. Um, I really am not worried about it. Like I, I, I just think it's going to take time for guys like that. And it's just been a weird like. He'll give the ball up. Nick Smith goes ISO, shoots it. Um, James Book Knight, ISO, shoots it. Just a lot of ISO and trying to prove yourself. And I understand that because this is what Summer League is for some of these guys. They're like, I need to send a statement. Bryce McGowan's, you know, is returner. He's trying to send a statement. So I'm not, I really am not worried about Miller. I thought he had some games where he looked much better. I think California Classic, everyone was obsessing with the foul calls. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get it. But shit, if I was out there playing and they told me I have 10, I'd be like, I'm having fun with this one. Like, are you kidding me? I'm going to go try to get every steal possible. And I, some of his fouls were just like, oh gosh, I don't want to get blown by. But I think he's fine, Metcalf. I really I really do. I think everyone's going to overreact. Um, Steph Curry, Trey Young, guys like that had horrendous summer leagues and they turned out okay. So I think Brandon Miller's going to be fine. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, he's just not in a spot to succeed right now yeah um he, he was done no favors by the team they put around him but focusing just on him um it was a lot of what we saw at alabama where he even when the shot's not falling at a super high level he's finding different ways to contribute whether it's rebounding whether it's team defense i thought some of the on ball stuff was meh um but the passing's there as well i mean just looking at synergy he has like 27 percent of the hornets assists in summer league that's not his game um, he, he has 17 assists to 13 turnovers. So that that's encouraging. The fact that we're seeing more playmaking uh, from him where even though he knows that once he gives the ball up, he's never getting it back for, you know, maybe a couple possessions um, that he's still willing to make that pass. I think that's really encouraging for the type of offensive player that he could be and that, you know, we both think he will be especially when you throw them in the lineup next to LaMelo. I, I think some of their fast break stuff is going to be a lot of fun. Some of the ball movement and shot creation in the half court is going to be a lot of fun. I'm not worried about him at all. Um, the One of the things that did stand out is how skinny he is. And yeah, um, maybe some of that is still a bit of uh layover from uh, is mono that he had. Yeah. Right? He had mono. Yeah, he had mono like a month or two ago. I, that's awful. I, that thing sucks and it just completely drains you. So I get it. If it's a little bit of that, he, but regardless, he's got to add a lot of strength to him. So it wouldn't surprise me if this year we see a lot of the kind of inefficiencies in scoring that we saw from him in summer league. Um, and just 46.7% on twos, 31.3% from threes. He shot like 50% on open catch and shoots last year. I think he's going to shoot it better than 31% uh, this year, but it wouldn't surprise me if the, the scoring efficiency in his rookie year sees a dramatic drop off from what we saw in college, just because of the strength and how much that in and of itself kind of limits a guy. I, a long time ago when I was a kid, I had mono. Had in high school. It's the worst thing ever. Yeah. You literally feel like you're dying. Yep. And I cannot imagine a month or two later, I'd be like, oh, I'm playing basketball in the NBA. That sounds just impossible. So the fact that he was even able to do that, yes, I know he's a superstar athlete, but still, like, 
you're losing a bunch of weight. You it doesn't just come back right away. You just almost got to like rebuild it. I think he's going to be fine. There's a lot of people out there that were worried about his in between game, and there's like, oh, he's really struggling figuring out stuff. No shit, he's he's he's. Everyone usually struggles to figure out the in between game when you're reaching the next level. Now, a guy we're about to talk about. That's another story. But um, I think Brandon Miller's going to be fine. I absolutely love him. I think he's going to figure it out. That's just, it's a tough roster. It's a tough <laughs> roster. It really is. And I was watched every game possible. And I was just like, this is so tough to watch. <laughs> um, I mean, they lost like the first two California Classic games. They got blown out. And the first one, they look like they met 10 minutes before the game. Yeah. Like that's how they played in, in California. So I think he's going to be fine. Um it's just, you know, there's always a guy that struggles that gets the spotlight and everyone's jumping on that. And it's like, okay, I'm, I'm not worried about Brandon Miller. Yeah. So let, let's talk about the rest of the team then well, with Nick Smith, Jr. Amari Bailey, James Najee, I think starting with Nick Smith, Jr. Makes the most sense. Um, you know, second on the team in assists with 15, uh, 14 turnovers, 46.5% from two, 36% from three. Has anything with his game kind of stood out to you? Uh, I mean, he looks encouraged. It looks like you should be excited. You should be encouraged if you're a Hornets fan of like, okay, this might be something. I think he's starting to show a little bit more confidence. He just had that huge game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it still is like, I'm not worried about Nick as a shooter. I'm not worried yeah, about him. I don't him. think either of us ever were. No, I never was going to be worried about him as a shooter. I just think I'm like, okay, figure out the in-between game. He had a beautiful sequence towards the end of last game that was just like off the dribble, like couple combo. I was like, all right, like that's nice. But I also took him, saw him take some of my least favorite shots in the world, which is when you have one foot on the three-point line because I'm like, you worked that hard. Why are you going to only get two yeah, points? It's like that so, college line was just ingrained. Yeah. In them. So, I mean – there's flashes. There's flashes. There's flashes to get excited about. Um, I'm just not leaning either either way. But he he also looks like a guy that maybe has his rookie year, goes to summer league as a sophomore, and plays two games, and they shut him down. But I think Nick just has to figure out his game. Like I, I haven't seen enough to be like, oh, he can be a a, a point guard moving forward. And I'm yeah. still trying to figure out like. Is he just going to be this Jordan Clarkson type of weapon where he's like, oh, Nick could come in and have 15 quick. Like, you know, I'm just trying, I I just am trying to figure out his game, but he's had some great flashes. He's looked nice. Um, I just need consistency. I just feel like there's a three for 12 and then there's all of a sudden a, you know, 11 for 20. And I'm like, we just need to find that consistency. What about you, Metcalf? Yeah, I mean, it none of it really surprised me. I, I think yeah. he's going to be a good shooter, and that I think is the one bankable skill, and that alone can keep you in the league for a really long time. Um, but you know, a couple of the guys sitting next or sitting near us summed it up pretty easily, and it was you know one of the guys was like, "Man, he has no idea what he's doing out there," and his buddy just responded, "Yeah, but he's playing really hard." And it's like, "Yeah, well, thanks for listening to the pod." Um, <laughs> But you know what else, Metcalf? Like we've said, there's players that are made for summer league, mm-hmm. and Nick Smith is made for summer league. And you could take that as an insult. Like he is made to look good in summer league because he'll score, he'll shoot, he'll play free and loose. 
there's just guys on every roster that are like, these guys are made to play in this type of environment. It's just when it gets a little more physical, a little tougher, a little more strategic, how are you going to perform? And I, that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, you can, you can pop at summer league, but how can you transition to the next level when guys are bigger, guys are, are stronger, guys are much smarter and they're going to throw you around. And, um, he's, he's had games where I'm like, okay, Nick, I understand why you're in, so intriguing as a, as a talent going into last year, but mm-hmm. just going to need to see more. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty ugly for a while, I think, with him in terms of the efficiency and the results. But as long as the kind of process of or as long as the process keeps improving and the efforts keep staying there and some of the passing decisions and shot selection continue to improve in the right direction. I, I came away slightly more encouraged watching him in summer league than I did kind of ending the season last year. And so I don't think he's going to get a whole lot of minutes, if any, in his rookie year. But I think the work ethic is there for for him to carve out some sort of role long term. Um, what about Amari Bailey? Amari, like same thing. I feel like he just shows some flashes of being like, oh, there's some potential for Amari. I feel the best about him figuring out the versatility down the road. Like he might not be a get a ton of minutes his rookie year. He might not score a bunch, but I think Amari will figure out a way to be like, I'm important in this rotation. My upside is still untapped. Like I see flashes with Amari where I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. It's just, I think everyone on that roster gets a little like, okay, it's your turn. Okay. It's my turn. You know, it's, it's, but I, I I feel good about him. Amari has a chance to outplay his draft slot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was going to happen the moment they selected him. And when I saw it in summer league, I was like, there's some really nice flashes consistency again. That's all I'm at. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um, it would have been nice to see a little more playmaking from him uh, to, to assist to 10 to blah, 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 to assist to 10 turnovers. Not super ideal. Um, but the athleticism's there, the sizes there. I thought there was some, really interesting defensive stuff. So kind of similar to Nick Smith, I would be shocked if he gets any meaningful or many meaningful minutes as a rookie. But I think there are tools there for him to kind of carve out a role as that off ball combo guard, you know, shooting guard type uh, rotation piece. Uh, James Najee looked like James Najee, um, just massive athletic freak Uh, game looked a little fast for him. There's really nothing there on offense. The free throws are about as troubling in person as they are on film. Um, any big Nashi thoughts? I actually thought his defense looked fantastic, but I was expecting it to look really good. Um, like it's it's not him recording a high number of blocks and stuff. Yeah. I just thought he was a disruptor right away. Stuff like they just they're playing as we're recording this. They just started the second half, and he's got two 11 and three blocks. Like that's literally the James Najee game. And he's one for one from the field. He looks offensively very raw. He looks like he's trying to figure it out. He also looks like he's playing with a team of guys that are trying to score a bunch of points. And he's just like, I'll rebound. I'll play hard. I'll I'll set Mm -hmm. screens. I think James is going to be fine. It's just one of those like, okay, like what's their vision for him next year? Are they going to let him run wild in the G league? Or are they going to put him behind Mark Williams? What's what's going on? So I like, James defensively, I was expecting to, and I loved it. And he's mm-hmm. 
humongous in person. <laughs> he is so much bigger than he looks on, on photos, and it's just terrifying. Like he, for everyone that wasn't there, he's wearing a very big, loose warm-up long sleeve, and <laughs> we were really high up in the stadium. And Metcalf turns to me and goes. I could see how cut up he is from here. <laughs> I, like, like you could see his muscles through the long sleeve. It was just freak of nature. And I'm like, gosh, he looks 35 and that he's been bodybuilding his whole year or his whole life. So he definitely plays hard. He's got the physicality. He's not afraid to do it. It's just the offense some way. It's going to be funny when LaMelo starts throwing him lobs. Yeah. Because he's going to dunk everything in the world. Well, so, so do we think he... If then I may have missed it, but have they announced that he's coming over this year for sure? I haven't seen it. I would, I would, I would be very shocked if they told they stash him. Keep the kit, play him behind Mark. I, mean, I, mean, I, I would. Yeah. Um, no way he, they try. If they stash him, I'm like, what are we doing? Come on! Like, I just look defensively. Like he's perfect as a backup big. His positioning defensively looks like he's been playing in the NBA for like four or five years. Um, 100%. And he's one of the youngest kids in this draft. He's so mature and polished with his pick and roll and just help side defensive positioning alone. It's like, holy crap. There is a lot to get really, really excited about with him on defense. The first game of the California Classic that he played they like left him in for probably a longer stint than he's ever played the last year. And he was just huffing and puffing. Cause there would be a possession where like no one made it. And he's just sprinting back and forth. And I was like, they got to take him out. And he just kept playing, kept running through a wall. And I was just like, once he figures this, and he was making an impact defensively right away. Like he was altering shots. Guys were all freaked out. And I was just like, dude gets it on that side. Yeah. He just like you put him with some other offensive pieces that he doesn't have to be the guy and he just rebound like he's going to be perfect. So I would keep him. I would put him as a backup. I would just like when he's in, you're letting him run wild, set screens, rebound, dunk everything. I, I like him a lot. I, I think that's something to build with. But, um, you know, Miller and Najee were my favorite parts of that team. And, it, and but I was encouraged with Nick Smith's showing. I would I would stress that. I just still have questions. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to a guy that only me, you, and you know a handful of other people were in on. Um, obviously, the sarcasm there. Please don't roast me. Uh, let's talk about Scoot Henderson because holy fuck, did this dude holy look like shit. a fucking superstar? <laughs> it Metcalf. It took four minutes oh, in the game. That. But if that, if that, and I was laughing in the gym, like a, I, I was at a stand up comedian. I couldn't breathe. I was just like, yep, this is exactly what I thought. Oh gosh. He just, I'm trying to like, be careful with this because there's some guys <laughs> that have looked really good. He looked like the best player in summer league. Yeah. Um, everyone had been like, someone called when I once was like, I think Scoot can defend. He just, has to take this turn the switch on and so someone's like well why do, why yeah and he's like well why someone called me out and was like well why does he have to turn the switch on and i was like well i think he's been bored in the g league like i think he's ready for that next challenge i think he came down and scored right away and he looked at a, a, a men thompson and was like we had a clip of it where he was just like foaming at them i was like oh boy scoot if this is what we're getting 
he he just he is it, folks. Yeah, like, he has everything. He this is why everyone was like, well, he's. I'm trying to wrap my head about how I want to word this, but everyone was like questioning, like oh, I don't know, like Scoot hasn't done this and done this, and I'm like, he's been playing against these guys for two years, <laughs> and he's ripped out of his mind. He's a he has fantastic feel. Like that's me and you were like, what is everyone talking about? His playmaking hasn't. I, I still don't understand it. And then everyone's like, oh, the mid range game, and I was like, did you see how awesome he was in this game? Like, you know, I I don't know, Metcalf. I just. He's so damn good. He, he's and that he dude. wants to be <laughs> awesome. And he wants to be an alpha. And he doesn't want to go out and just score 35. He wants to go out and have 20 with eight assists and nine rebounds. Like he wants his team to win. I <laughs> we saw shout out shout out Mike Schmitz. I have to share this story. We saw him um after the first game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I was talking to him and and Eventually, we talked about some stuff, and eventually, I was like, "School looked pretty good, huh?" And I have never—I've known Mike for some years. I have never seen that man smile that big. <laughs> He's like, "My goodness!" He's like, "We got lucky with that." I was just like, and then I was like, "Is Scoot okay?" Because he hurt his shoulder. He's like, "Oh yeah, Scoot's fine," um, but then he had to come out early and make me lose my bet. So no, we're not—we're okay. We're okay. I lost on the Jabari Smith buzzer beater for anyone that wants to laugh at my pain. But Metcalf, I, on a serious note. I couldn't have thought he looked better. Yeah. Um, I think Portland fans should be pumped out of their mind. He's, he's just it. He's, he has the tools to be a superstar. And I think he's going to be a superstar, not just offensively scoring. I think he's going to be a franchise leader for years to come. He was playing a man like a man insulted his mother during World War. <laughs> like he, he went out there with the mentality that he was going to bully him. And, you know, I I thought a man had a good game. This isn't dogging on a man, but Scoot kind of did. Um, Scoot got a man to looked good. He did. A man he looked did. good, and everyone was like tweeting that we'll, we'll he looked way better than a Scoot. And I was like, we'll why? We'll what? <laughs> and a man looked but good on on offense. Scoot got wherever he wanted. Uh, when he drove, all five defenders had to collapse on him because he would bully his primary defender out of the way and then blow past a weak side defender and. Then everyone else would have to make their rotations, and he made he would take every available second afforded to him to make the right decision, whether it is to throw up a shot, whether it is to get draw a foul, whether it is to make an absurd kickout pass. Guys are going to feast off of him if they can knock down catch-and-shoot threes. Uh, Chris Murray is going to make a lot of money by being able to knock down corner threes playing with Scoot. Jeremy Grant is going to have a field day in some of the easiest buckets he's ever gotten playing next to Scoot. Everything he did was just like, oh my God, just this guy is already too good for summer league and he shouldn't be here. And then you factor in the shooting. I know the raw percentages weren't great, but it looks good. I would be surprised if he didn't shoot it. There were some some of his shot creation in the mid range is super dynamic. Uh, he was willing to pull up from three um, when guys would go under the screens and he hit a couple of them. He just looks so goddamn good. And, and then defensively, that was the best we've seen him defend since the uh, Metropolitan 92 showcase games. Um, it was and, exactly what I saw in those games. It was, I don't mean to cut you he, off, but he, it was like exactly. 
I was literally like, I just watched this. What? Like, I don't know. Tom had six months, seven months ago and down the road. And like, and he's doing it again. So I was like, am I driving myself insane? Like, why did no one else see this? And I'm not saying that we were the only ones on it, but I was just like, people had so many questions about him. Yeah. And I was like, who gives a shit if the three-point shot isn't consistent right now? Look at how easily he was going to the left, pull-up, mid-range. No one was buying. He was going to the right, mid-range, pull-up, attacking. He had some driving kicks that we were giggling in the seats yeah. because of how open people were. And I was just like, he had 15, 6, and 5, I think, or 15, 5, and 6 or something, and um, didn't play, what, like 10 minutes? Yeah. But whatever. He's going to put up crazy numbers and the team is going to be better. Like I, I just, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, this is what you dream of. If you're drafting a point guard in the top five, like mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> like th- scoot is literally everything you want. He, he could win rookie of the year and literally be like, I'm not satisfied. I have to keep pushing. And I just, I, I just was like, Oh my gosh, everything we saw on tape just confirmed. That's yeah. what I love about summer league is if you watch it and you're like, I really believe in this and you see it early, you're like, I'm not crazy. Sorry. No, but, but and then just defensively, the way he got in a stance, moved his feet. Amen yes. Thompson was getting up pretty much anywhere he wanted, except when Scoot was defending him. And that's where his strength really comes into play because he's putting his chest into guys. He's knocking them off their spots instead of the other way around. He's going to be, an absolute star. And also, you know, we, we walked past him when he was in slides. Oh my gosh. A hell of a lot bigger than six, two. That was the funniest. So after we talked to Schmitz, he leaves 10 minutes later, scoot walks by us and we're like, Hey, he hurt his shoulder. We're expecting him to be in a potential sling or something happy. I mean, he looked like he just went to the chocolate factory with Willy Wonka. That new one looks terrible. And he was just like prancing around. And I was like, I'm six too. He is towering over me. And I, I remember seeing him at Henderson and I was like, he was bigger than me. Right. Like in my head. And he's not six two. He's bigger than that. Like he looked huge. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, my goodness. So, um, but you know, you I, can find six, two guards anywhere. So, you know, whatever. He ain't six two though. <laughs> yeah, moving on. But okay. it just I pump for Portland fans. I I just think he couldn't have looked better. I also like every I know they're probably bummed they didn't get to see more than one game, but mm-hmm. I was like, that's probably a blessing. Like just yeah. you don't need to see, he's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I, I you know, two other guys that they should be pretty excited about, Chris Murray and Ray and Rupert. Um, I thought Murray just looked good. He's just a good ball player. Uh Rupert, I think is gonna take a little time. Mm-hmm. Again, look one of these guys that looked really skinny, but he looked big in terms of just length um, you know height all of that kind of stuff what were your kind of takeaways with them repair is going to be really fun he's going to need some time but he's going to he's going to be legit I really do feel that I feel like a full year of kind of grinding working in the weight room full off season I I just feel good about repair I don't think rookie year you should expect anything, but that might be like by year two or three, you might be like, whoa, repairs turn into a very fun weapon in the rotation. Murray kick and just play like he Murray's going to have games where he has like seven points, but you're like, man, every time he's on the court, he makes a good play for us. And then some games he's going to be, you're going to look up and be like, Oh, Chris had 17 
he was just getting dimes from scoot all night and catch and shoot. Like he just one of those guys that'll figure out a way to, to impact early on. He's just smart. I think he's just a smart player that like number of times I caught myself in that game being like, Oh, nice play by Chris. Like, you know, and he had a game where he struggled shooting and um, I think he's going to be fine. I, I really, Chris, we're going to look up and be like, gosh, he played for Get an organization for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, I, I really do feel that way. Okay. Well, let's move on to the Houston Rockets with Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Big takeaways. Where do you want to start? But let's start with the men. Okay. I'm the most excited to talk about someone in part two, but we'll save that for that. Um, a men I thought looked great. I, I really did. Um, he looked like what I'm expecting him to look like early on. Me and you, me and you said before he got drafted that we would not be shocked if a man came out and puts up some numbers early on while people try to get used to him, you know, his speed. When a man's getting to the basket, life is awesome. Life looks fantastic. Um, I think sometimes, and I'm I'm going to go back and watch it again, but I think sometimes there was just some uncertainty mm-hmm. with like, what am I supposed to do? And then there's sometimes he dro- he's attacking and throws gorgeous passes. Like the, I'm not worried about him as a passer. I'm not worried about him as someone who could finish around the basket. He had some really tough finishes that he made look effortless. Um, just the shot. It's just the shot. And what are you doing when you're not getting downhill and you have a wide open pass? That's all. I think that's my things with him. I mean, what else did you have? I, I I won't be optimistic here because a lot of what he showed was really, really, really impressive with some of his ability to just kind of probe the lane and then make those little dump off passes through traffic. Uh, he set up a couple guys to some beautiful assists where you drive baseline and then make that bounce pass between yes. two rotating beautiful. guys just for, beautiful. you know, to set up an easy layup. Really, really, really good stuff that I didn't really surprise me. And I think we're going to see a lot of this year. Um, the scoring stuff I think is a little more, of a question mark um you said you mentioned that yeah that he had a lot of fit or a handful of finishes where it's like holy shit how did he get that to go in a ton like we were in the stands and i was like how do you finish that like it's like going away from his body with the mm -hmm. opposite hand off the glass i was like that was really hard and he made it look easy i just go ahead no and, and then i mean he only took one three but it was on a kick out you know, catch and shoot from the top of the key. I think the clock may have been winding down, but he didn't hesitate at all. And he just let it fly and it went in. And I was like, okay, good. Like you didn't hesitate. Maybe the clock played some factor into that, but you just didn't think about it and you, you, you let it go. But a lot of the time, you know, Scoot would go way under a screen and dare him to shoot and he wouldn't. Um, and I get that. I think that's going to happen a lot this year. It also looks, you kind of mentioned some of the uncertainty it looked like he looked a little confused when he would try and blow past a guy, mainly scoot and not immediately get to a spot right away. And then he would have to pull it out and the ball would stick for a little bit and then you'd move it and, you know, they'd recycle and get something new going, but it wasn't that immediate. Oh, I can get to spot. I, you know, plan a for my attack is going to work every single time. Like it has for the last two years. And I think that's going to take some time. I'm not worried about long-term. He's a freak athlete. He is, I don't think he's the best NBA athlete we've ever seen, um, but you know he's 
absolutely an elite athlete who's going to thrive off of his athleticism, especially in the open court. But in the half court setting, there's going to be a really steep learning curve for him to figure out how to get to his spots, how to effectively collapse the defense on a consistent basis. And then once he does, that's when the playmaking is really going to get exciting for him because we saw flashes of it. And when he can counter a defensive rotation or get guys leaning and then counter that and get to his spots, it's really, there's some really exciting stuff that he can do with the ball. But when he has that really high level athletic defender on him, it's a little more difficult. And I think it might take a little longer than some people think. I'm going to, I'm going to save every Rockets fan right now. That's ready to, you know, say unholy things out loud. Um, he looked great. He did. He looked very, he very, very good. Um, everything we just said, him figuring out in one game would be freakish. Yes. I'm a big believer of summer league. If you can really pop, that's number one. Like if you could pop, compared to everyone on the court. That's such a big takeaway. And Scoot, I thought, was one of the biggest just shockers of the whole week, even though he played one game or not even a full game. Amen was right there. Like Amen just had me kind of like, whoa. And it was just some of the passes he made. Going from OTE, which shout out OTE, they had, they've had a great showing at Summer League. Mm-hmm. Um going from OTE to the first game of summer league and him being able to figure out everything, I would have been shocked out of my mind. He's going to, it would have been a guy that like by game three, he would have figured out a lot of stuff that we're pointing out right now. It's just going to take some time. I think Houston's going to bring him along slowly, which I love. I think that's a brilliant idea. Don't rush him um, because he does stuff on the court. You can't teach. Mm -hmm. He sees things you can't teach. He has anticipation. He has great vision. He understands how to bring someone over to create the following pass. It's very rare for a guard. Um, And he's doing it at 6'7". I just think he's got to figure out, like Metcalf's pointing out, my first look isn't there. What do I do now? And it's easy to bring that out, but it also, like, it's okay. If the first look's not there, give it up. Swing it. Move it. You're going to be playing an NBA now. So, I think Amen's going to be fine. Um, the one three he hit was a backbreaker for my bet. So it was just <laughs> so fitting and poetic. And I laughed so hard at the stands. Um, but I, I, I was very impressed with Amen. I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll figure it out. He showed some flashes on both sides. It was a, it was a promising showing, I thought, for, for what I went into thinking. And I've never been worried about guys like that at Summer yeah. League. Because they should have a field day. They should look good. It should pop. But, um, you know, it, him and Scoot were the two guys in that game where I was just like, whew, okay. Um, well, as rookies. Yeah. Let me, let me phrase that. No, I, I, I'm glad that you kind of pivoted that because that, that, that was really important. And I, I don't want what I said to be misconstrued as a lack of excitement because everything that a man showed in that game should have Rockets fans very excited, thrilled yes. about who they're future point guard is going to be and he he looked awesome so i my my concerns are more long-term thinking and it's like it's stuff that's going to come it's just it needs to come and once it does it's going to be like holy fuck this kid is good everything he showed in that game was really 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 exciting um let's pivot and talk about cam Whitmore. what were your takeaways um i think it's been a blessing in a weird way 
that a man played great. He used to play it safe. Obviously, he rolled the ankle, which sucked. When it happened in the gym, I was like, no, like <laughs> this is the one guy I want to see the most of. Um, and I thought Whitmore struggled a little bit in that first game. And my big thing with Summer League is I think it's more important, and everyone's going to be like, what are you talking about? If you go out there and you're a rookie and you need reps, but you drop 30 the first game, I think that could get dangerous. If you go out there, you play five games, and each game you got better, I think that's so important, where it's just like you're, you're getting more comfortable, you're getting a little bit more confident. Just the growth throughout Summer League, I, I think it's important. And, and Whitmore struggled that first game, and each game I've watched him since, some stuff has started to show where I'm like, all right, okay, I'm starting to see it. I'm starting to see it. He has been violent when it comes to attacking yes. the basket, which I love. Um, everyone knows that about me. And there's some good, there's some off ball movement that is like, whoa, if that's part of your game now, Cam, we're going to have some fun with this. There's some on-ball creation flashes. There's some shot selection that's been a little questionable, but it's summer league. I get it. Um, I don't know. I'm intrigued. He's shown some, he keeps showing me the flashes that I'm like, yes, this is why we were so excited about you. He had a game against Detroit where in the first quarter, I was like, oh gosh, he's on a heater to start out. Like it's the Cam Whitmore revenge game. Um, I think you even said that. Um, so I don't know. It, it's what about you? I'm all over the place with him because I'm like, Oh boy, this struggled. And then now I'm like, Oh wait, no, it's starting to look like it's going to be fun. I just don't know who he's playing over as a rookie. That's my biggest point. None of it really surprised me. Um, it looked a lot like the same dude that we kind of saw at Villanova where, you know, the, yes, a couple of his passes were a little better. Um, you know, he was a little more decisive at times, but a lot of the times, it was catch, survey, and then go, or the catch, survey, then move it. You know, there, there was always that pause. It, it, the ball rarely kept moving with him. When he kept it simple, though, and played within himself, he's unstoppable when he goes to the rim. Just that combination of strength and explosiveness and power for in a guy that young, it's so difficult to deal with. And I mean, in transit, he's had a handful of transition dunks where it's like, Oh, you're trying to rip the rim off the backboard and you know, a simple jab step and drive. It's like, okay, well that was incredibly easy. All of the stuff within himself looks really good. The on individual on ball defense, the individual on ball drives, the transition offense, it all looks really good. It's that team, that wider team stuff. That's going to take some time. And once, or if it does, that's when he becomes really exciting. And you're like, we got this dude at fucking 20. Like, what are we talking about? A guy with this scoring package, with this athleticism, with this defensive potential, we got him at 20. What happened? We know a little bit of what happened, but the on-court stuff, I think he's a little, maybe a little more raw or a little more away from being able to really contribute at a high level to team basketball than some people were willing to admit at, you know, coming into the draft, but the raw potential is really, really exciting there. What you said though, I don't know who he gets minutes over. And if he's not defending individually or in a team concept with Ime, I 
definitely don't know who he's getting minutes over. But the way that we've seen him kind of handle adversity and improve little things in his game, kind of game by game, and become a little more efficient or show something a little different each game is really, really encouraging. I, I completely agree with you. Um, you got to remember how young he is. Going to take some time. It's just that roster now. They're kind of making a push to be like, okay, let's let's start winning some games. So I could see them playing him strategic minutes because maybe that's another wrinkle where it's like, hey, go attack the basket. There's plenty of flashes. I just think it might not be a immediate rookie year type of deal. It might take some time, and that's fine. Um, you got him at 20. I think that's a very fun pick to develop at from 20. So that's all I got. Okay, uh, let's talk about immense brother, Asar Thompson, who you had higher on your board. Do you still feel good about that? I feel, un- I mean, unbelievable. I mean, I said in the beginning of the year, I was like, why does no one have a SAR above a men? And everyone thought I had like four alien heads. So I feel pretty damn good right now. I'm, you know, thinking about running for office, Metcalf. No, I'm kidding. Um, I feel great. I think this is exactly what I was trying to see. Um, the defense looks really fun to me right now. Mm-hmm. Problem is summer league. That's where you could come around and say, hey, it's summer league. Because it is true. He's got to go do it now against veterans. But I, I think the flashes I've seen, there's still some stuff I want to clean up. Um, but there's also some stuff I'm seeing where I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. it's just the anticipation, the reading, rotations. Like, And when I'm saying cleaning up, I think there's some stuff like his hands could get out more. Like, he keeps his hands down a little bit where it's like a veteran coach might be like, you don't understand how many deflections you'll get if you have your hands out. Um stuff like that. But like he had a block, I think it was coming off a screen against Toronto against Grady Dick where like Grady looked like he had him kind of on a comeback step away and Asar recovered for a block. And I was like, my goodness, this kid's got so much to, I think he's making teams better. I think players love to play with them. Everyone's married about the idea of the shot. And it's like, look how much he's doing without us even worried about the shot yeah. right now. So I, I just think he's going to be a stud and he's not going to need to be the offensive guy with their team right now. Um, but he might be an awesome connecting piece for everyone. I just, I think Detroit hit a home run with him. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely feeling like I way overthought him at this point. Um, and that, that transition live dribble pass that he had from half court, where he just threaded two defenders. And I, I can't, I think it was Duran that he led to the rim, just right in stride White. for the easy dunk. Wise, oh, okay, Wiseman. But yeah, like it was an absolute bullet from 30 feet. And it was like, holy shit. Um, but it's that connective passing. It's that read and react movement, the offensive rebounding, the little stuff that's like, okay. Yeah. It sometimes it really is just this easy. And with him, it's kind of seeming to be just that easy. The shot's going to have to be better than what it is. If it gets there, cool. If not, I think he's proving that he has a pretty steady baseline to at least be a rotation contributor with his defense, with his athleticism, with his passing. There's a lot for Pistons fans to get really excited about. Yeah, if if he gets north of 35% from three, and like if he's flirting ever with 40% from three. Oh, my God. 
my lord. Like he will be a freak two way player. I could, yeah. that that's where I'm like, just give me to 35. And my goodness, we're cooking with something. And then 35 on like two, two and a half attempts oof. a game. I, I mean, it, he just has that skills. And I think everyone was like, well, is he as good a playmaker as his brother? And I was always like, yes, it's just not flashy. It's just different. Like, it, yeah. It's different type of style. Like a men's is the, oh my gosh, did you see that pass? And I think a SARS is like, everyone that he plays with is like, man, I like playing with this kid. Like, it's just, uh, he's a fun amends, teammate. Amends is, hey, look at this four-hour highlight film. And Asars is, when the fuck did he wrap up, rack up 11 assists? Yes. Like, amends is like 3 a.m. Taco Bell and watching Amen <laughs> Thompson play big highlights. Asars like, oh my gosh, he's putting up 15 assists at a game against my team on TV right now. And you just don't realize it because he's just, He's just one of those guys that's like, I don't need a score. I can impact the game. He's has the tools to be a superstar. And I know everyone's gonna be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, because he can impact the game in so many different ways. It's passing, rebounding, defense. Like, I really think Asar is gonna be an absolute stud for Detroit. They're building something. I'm telling you, they're building something like this. This is gonna get a nasty team if some things click this year. I 100% agree. Um, okay, we're already over an hour. We but we're have having a million fun. more guys to talk about. Um, we'll just freestyle it. Give me someone. Let, let's jump to the magic guys. Yes. Talk to me about Anthony Black and Judd Howard. I think Anthony Black looks fantastic. Looks like an absolute stud. I think magic fans, if you were questioning why did we take another guard, there's your answer. Um, he looks awesome. I, I really do think he looks fantastic. Another guy I, just... Do you oh, think he'll be their starting point guard by the All-Star break? Um, or one of their starting guards, I should say. I'll, I'll take the specific position out of it. I'll say yes, but I would. my disclaimer would be I would not be shocked if it's no, just because point guard is the toughest position to transition to. The yep. thing he has going for himself is he's six 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 seven. So I'm just saying like, there's another wrinkle that that team is like, Sooner or later, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, look what we have. But I would be very cautious if it's like, oh, opening month, he's going to be starting. Wouldn't shock me. But with that roster right now, unless they make some moves, I'd be like, no, I could see them starting a vet early on. What about you? Yeah, and he just, he knows how to ball. I mean, it just the, the versatility on both ends of the floor has been really exciting. And the last couple months of the draft cycle, I just kept, had to keep reminding myself because most of the season, I really did not like Anthony black. Um, I, I know like, I was like, I'll back that up. Yeah. I was like, this tape sucks. The numbers suck. <laughs> like I, this is just a really awful experience. But then the last like month or two, I just had to keep reminding myself of context and what he was playing in and what he would be going into is like, okay, Trevon Brazil is down. Nick, you know, Nick Smith has been hurt all year. There is no spacing on this Arkansas team. This is a horrible basketball situation for a guy like Anthony Black. Is this the best of him or is this the worst of him? And it's like, if this is the worst of him, then holy shit, we put him in NBA spacing with NBA shooters and NBA rim protectors and lob threats. And it's like, oh my God, okay, now we're talking about someone really fun. I think that's what we're seeing from him. Yeah, uh, there's a couple guys at Summer League that look from that Arkansas team that looked much better. And I was just like, that's because of the spacing was non-existent on that team. And um, 
you know, Trevon Brazil is going to be a, a fun one to watch next year at returner. I think he was a bigger impact than we talked to some guys at summer league that were like, he, he was a bigger impact and had much more talent mm-hmm. than I think people realize. So I, I just think Anthony Black looks great. Talk to me about Jet. Unless you got it, any more Anthony No, and it, it's amazing what having two healthy ankles can can do. Um and, and and to be fair, I think he's put up some like the shooting numbers aren't gonna wow you, but it's just how the, the shot attempts and oh. difficulty and versatility that he's taken. It's not like he's standing in a corner and just shooting off the catch. Um I think he's, he's great. He looks awesome. I, I'm not worried about the shooting numbers at all. Um, and I mean, what was it yesterday? He had a big scoring game and sh- was efficient on it, um, or at least for most of it. I'm really, really, really excited about Jack going forward. Uh, very happy that I had him in my lottery to start the year and didn't move him out of it uh, once. He also looks way more active on the rebounding end, on the defensive end, um, more active hands. He's not a good defender. I promise I'm not trying to spin zone this that much um he's not a good defender but he's more active and doing some stuff that we didn't really see from him for most of the year um and then there's the passing this last game i thought he missed a handful of kickouts that would have been really nice for open shooters but all in all i think his shooting and just his overall offensive versatility has been really really fun and looking a lot like what we thought it would I mean, he's, he's averaging 13.3 points per game. They're about to play as we're recording this, but he's shooting 40% from three, um, 2.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists. Um, and obviously, as I say that, there'll probably be a report of like, oh, Jed Howard's out tonight. So don't don't get mad at me. I think he's looked great. I think the, the percentages will come around when he realizes how to balance kind of like easier shots and stuff like that. I think just summer league, you're trying to get shots up you're trying to get in the flow um i would be very pumped if i was a magic fan i think they look great i i really do think both guys look good um so yeah that one's easy uh another one that's pretty easy juris walker he's looking like juris walker yeah (laughs) it's been fun to go to summer league and be like yeah everything's checking out so far like and there's some guys that i was like they look much better than i thought but um jaris looks awesome He's been very violent when people try to go attack him. He's had some, you know, ups and downs with that shot, but mm-hmm. he's also had some game. Like he just keeps doing a lot of stuff on the court. And I, it's like that we've been trying to tell people is like, he impacts the game in a lot of ways. He's not perfect, but he's pretty damn close. No, just, <laughs> um, but I think the shot is still progressing. I think it you could see that on some attempts where there's a little bit of a motion where I'm like, he's maybe thinking a little and that's, that'll get sped up, but he's making great passes. He's running the break. They've had him bringing the ball up, which has made me feel uncomfortable in my seat where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. He's blocking shots. He's, he's just doing a little bit of everything. He's going to be awesome for the Pacers. And um that is one I will be shocked if he's not starting. I will be honest with you. I yeah, he, I got Obi Toppin, but I'm sorry, folks. If if Jarris isn't starting, I'll be shocked. We uh, we will riot. Um, I just yeah, I'm just he's shocked. The basketball IQ by by adding him to the team, the Pacers basketball IQ and just overall versatility has skyrocketed. Um, 
I, I think he's going to clean up a lot for that team. And the off-ball scorers are going to absolutely adore playing with him and Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, he also gave up, uh, I think today he gave up number one to Toppin and switched to number five. So I wonder if he was like, yeah, I'll give it up if we if I start. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyone else like rapid fire? I know we we spent a lot of time on the big names, folks, but um, let, let's screw it. It's two parts. We can just yeah. rattle. Like, who, yeah, who else? Let, let, let's jump to Keontae. We, we, we have, have to, to, we have to dive Keontae. into him. I have to get this off my chest. I saw Keontae um, beginning of the 22-23 season in Vegas. I forget the name of the exact event, but they were playing Illinois. No, no, they're playing Virginia. Um, and I was standing on the court in pregame warmups, like right next to him. And I was like, my gosh, he's stocky. He's very big built, like just wasn't doughy, but he kind of had that muscular frame where I was like, my, he's much bigger than I thought. And then that was at points where I saw some mainstream sites putting him at like 190. And I was like, bullshit. Is he one? He looked 215. <laughs> and then I watched him in the pre draft process. Like I, I saw videos and I was like, my goodness, he looks skinnier. And then everyone was talking about how much skinnier he looks. I saw him at the gym at Summer League and my jaw dropped because I was like, I can't believe how skinny he is. He is in such good shape. It is absurd. And you can tell that on the court because he's got, he's light. He's moving around. He's got some pop in his step. Like, I'm not shocked he's putting up these performances. It was really annoying that I saw he got hurt um, in that last game. But I'm also at a point of like, you did enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you, I kept asking you guys in the stands. I was like, are they going to make him a point guard? full time i was like because i don't know what's going on but he looks fantastic like just give him the ball and let him run stuff i don't know but the, my biggest takeaway from summer league one of them was i was like i was shocked how skinny he looks and it's not like Corey even said to me once he's like i wonder if he's too skinny and i understood what he was trying to say mm-hmm. and i was like it's not a bad point but he just looks so bouncy around there now now he looks like he's like i got a, a couple of extra you know, peps in my step. So I don't know, Metcalf, what did you think? No, I, I think that was really the standout. Obviously the scoring and the passing and all that stuff gets the headline, but his physical shape, it was the best I've seen him look. Uh, yeah. He looked leaner, but still strong. Um, and then he just has so much more pop and explosiveness in his game where the first step is quicker. The, his quickness off the ground, the ability to elevate, to get to the rim. It's like, okay, this looks like a different player. Um, you know, he's, you know, everyone always says they're in the best shape of their life. He kind of looks like he's in the best shape of his life right now. And then you factor in the shooting and the shot creation and the playmaking. It's like, okay, well, this, when we were making the Donovan Mitchell, the Jamal Murray comps all year and going back to last summer, it's like, this is why this is what we saw that made us that optimistic and kept him in our top 10, you know, for the whole year is like, this is what we hoped to see. I was really skeptical about how the jazz were going to move the ball on offense this year, because I like a lot of their pieces individually, but in terms of a cohesive free flowing offense is like, who, like I know Jordan Clarkson made a leap as a point guard last year, but it's not like he's fucking Chris Paul out there now. And 
I like the leaps that Keontae made as a playmaker at Baylor, but it was the same thing where it's like, okay, a lot of this is coming off of that second side creation where he's attacking, you know, and second side pick and rolls and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, that's an awesome skill set for a shooting guard. But now it's like, oh, they're, they're playing him at point. And this is their, I doubt, starter going into the year. I would imagine that's Jordan Clarkson again. But all-star break end of the year, it's like, Keontae very I would be surprised that Keontae plays the bulk of his minutes at point guard yeah well he just is showing a fantastic recognition of like I can get my shot and then now that I got my shot the next attempt is going to be wide open for a dime like it's he looks like he's got the mentality of a point guard right now and he has the body you know we were talking about him last year it's like hey he's six four but is he undersized is it two and I was like he's bulky but I don't know if he and now I'm like, he might be a six four lightning quick point guard with the desire to make passes. And uh, he just looks dangerous now. And, and I'm very intrigued to see what direction they're going. Utah was tough because I really wanted to see Taylor Hendricks at Summer League. I know they're playing it smart. And Sensible had that knee surgery. To, mm-hmm. They're playing it smart. But I was like, man, Keontae was the wild card. And if you hit on that one, my goodness. Um he just looks fantastic. And the mentality has not shifted with the weight loss. Oh. He is still fearless going to the basket, and he's letting everybody know that he's fearless. <laughs> and I love it. It's just the right mentality. So I thought he looked fantastic. Definitely one of my favorite guys I've seen at Summer League. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's just kind of go rapid fire through a handful of these. Cason okay. um, Wallace looks like an absolute dude. Um, looks like Cason Wallace. The, the shooting leap that he made at Kentucky is like, okay, yeah, no, this, this is real way more on ball creation than he was allowed to show at Kentucky. It's weird that a Kentucky guard has more to their offense that oh, funny how that works. Um, and then he's just a menace defensively. Yeah. Kaysen looks awesome. He's going to be a great piece for the thunder. I'm not worried about it at all. Like they're going to say, do this. And Kaysen's like, okay, I'll do it. And he's going to be a nasty defender. The shot looks great. He just looks under control. He looks poised. All right, uh, give me your Jordan Jordan Walsh minute. Um, definitely the one that I no no. This is uh, this is the one that a good scouting tip situation got to take in the situation that he was in. Um, I didn't. The yeah, spacing I, was a big deal, and I, and Jordan didn't get the opportunity to shook. He's looked great. Mm-hmm. He's really really impressed me. Um, he had a couple games where it was struggled to hit the outside shot. He's had two games where he really, really thrived. Um, the thing I would say, I think you left. Yeah. I think you had gone back. Yeah. That was the game. I left like right before that wizards game. Yeah. And then the next game we went and I watched and me and Corey were sitting next to each other with Nick. And, um, I said to Corey, I said his knees, way too skinny so that's the one thing i'm a little nervous about because his lower half looks very very scary he's like the slender man he's got crazy length for arms his lower body really needs to get some some muscle on it um and the reason i saw it so much is because like the first play of the game i thought he blew his knee out and i was like i'm (laughs) the worst luck ever but he looked great um he plays so damn hard i'm really excited for him i i think he's with the right organization 
the shot looked much better in person than I was expecting. Um, so yeah, Jordan Walsh, I'm in. He also beat the Lakers, so obviously he's got a piece of my heart now. Yeah, you know, and, you put know, up a big I, game he, against the Lakers. I got I got to buy in now. And I, I know you're you're heartbroken about Marcus Smart moving on, but I think they're going to be able to replace his flopping with Jordan Walsh's pretty seamlessly. You know. Oh man. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, he plays with the heart on his sleeve. I'm I'm in. I mean, he just plays tough. He does a lot of stuff. There's he's been some really playmaking good. flash. Yeah, there's been. I've been shocked, and it was one of those scouting lessons of situation i just always circle it i'm like i feel like i always if i miss a little on a guy it's always because of the situation and it's tough but that's when i feel like i do miss yeah and he's definitely one that looks like i i, I whiffed on and that's fine oh well we, we, we like, live and we learn i like my batting average they put me in cooperstown <laughs> um speaking of the lakers Jalen huchafino um Woo! how are we feeling I think he looks great. I think he looks fantastic. I watched that first game and I saw some comments. People being like, he's way out of control. And I was like, no shit. He's a guard <laughs> trying to play in the NBA. They're supposed to look like this. And he's looked fantastic. Just give him some time. He's making some really beautiful reads. We saw him in person. And I was like, Jalen's going to be good. He's going to be real good. So I'm not worried about him. Just, Did you just, feel the same way? Yeah, just yeah. he can run a pick and roll in his sleep. Just his way to his ability to come off that screen, snake through the mid range, play make, pull up, get to the rim. It's like, oh my god, this is this is too easy for you. And I, I think the shot will come. I'm, I'm not worried about him at all. The one set teams like to run the most in the NBA, he runs very well. I have a feeling he's going to figure out. And he's about six six, so feel good. Um, who else right. stood out to you? Who else stood out to you? Should we talk about Leonard Miller? We got it. everyone wants to hear about Leonard Miller. T- talk to me about Leonard Miller. It's he Miller time, really, baby. <laughs> this really segment is brought good. to you by Miller Lane. No free ads. No free ads. <laughs> um, Go ahead. He looks so fucking good. And <laughs> I am excited, long term excited um, for people who are already throwing him in the Timberwolves' top seven rotation. Um, I would advise you to take a breath and, you know, maybe just look at the roster and who does he get minutes over right away? But, but who cares? No, don't be a pessimist. You loser. Be excited. Cause he's looked really, really, really good. And it's really exciting. Um, it's all of the kind of dirty work stuff that we saw him do all year at the G league kind of combined with some of that on ball creation, scoring playmaking stuff that he showed before the G league. So his ability to start blending those two worlds is going to make him a lot of fun is going to make him, him an absolute nightmare in Iowa for the start of this year or the whole year or however they use him. I think they're viewing him as more of a long-term option, but he very well make it impossible for them to keep him as that. And it wouldn't surprise me if he starts getting called up and getting minutes a little sooner than expected because he, he's looked really, really good. My, my one caveat is going to be this high paced, free flowing, chaotic style is perfectly suited for his game. And once the game slows down, becomes more organized, there are set defenses, more offensive um, stuff put in place, then what does he look like? And that that is my only hesitation. I think he's proven that he is easily an NBA guy um, and proven why some people were so excited that they had him in their lottery. 
Um, I still ended up with him in my first round. Feels like it should have been higher, but again, it's summer league. He's showing everything that you want to see from him with the scoring touch, the playmaking, the defense, the rebounding, the effort, all of that stuff. It's really, really exciting, and Timberwolves fans should be excited. I think he looks great. Um, I don't mean this next comment as an insult. Oh, God, you can be the asshole. Leonard Miller was built in a lab for Summer League. Yeah. Like, I was not going to be shocked if Leonard Miller looked awesome at Summer League because Summer League is chaotic. It is up-tempo. It's a lot of lot of noise around the basket and that's what Leonard Miller does the best the outside shots look good he's playing very confident he's doing what he's supposed to do I feel great about where he ended up um this I agree with your point everyone's gonna take that uh, negative part about like oh maybe he starts in Iowa and I don't think that's a negative I think that might be really smart it would not shock me if he carries this over to a strong camp and a strong preseason. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're like, we need Leonard Miller in the roster. You know, maybe he's our eighth or ninth guy that some nights you're like, we need some energy. Let's bring in Leonard. And you never know with those guys. Like those are contagious guys that their impact goes beyond the box score. So he's looked awesome for a second round guy. Even if it's yeah, early second him. round, he looks like an absolute steal. So I think Minnesota fans should be pumped out of their mind. Um, Shout out to friend of the program, Jalen Clark. Said hi to Corey while he was on the bench. Very awesome moment. So that was pretty cool. Um, who else? Who else stood out to you? Um, couple others. Um, Andre Jackson had maybe the most fun sequence of the entire summer league where he had a chase down block on Peyton Watson, uh, then went down and participated in 24 seconds or 15 seconds of offense and then had to run all the way back down and block Peyton Watson again. At the rim. Game um, record, baby. It was so much fun. Inspector uh, Gadget. Go ahead. Sorry. He he I would be shocked if he ever shoots it, but that dude is just chaos personified and very fun. Uh then just the other one for me, Hunter Tyson has looked really good. And it's like, oh boy, did I miss on him. Hunter Tyson looks really good. Um trying to go through these names real quick. Kulabale looks as skinny and lengthy as he does on tape. Derek Lively's large, large human. Um, Hashtag analysis. No, I mean, the game I watched, I was like, he's going to be really good. And then I feel like as the game went on, I was like, okay, there's going to be a little bit more growing pains. And then I was like, I was left intrigued. Um, uh, Kobe Bufkin, rough first game. He's gotten better. He looks super young and super skinny, which is what he is. I'm not really worried about him long-term, um, but the immediacy of his impact will probably be a little slower um, than what I hoped for. But I, I think the way that he's kind of adjusted game by game is really encouraging. And then just the the shooting and the scoring, um, touch and instincts, it's really um intriguing for him going forward so i i know he had that really rough first game but i'm not really too worried about him going forward especially based on how he's kind of adjusted since then i will say you, you had gone home but the next day i went and saw the nets um no clowny skinny i'm a little shocked i mean i wasn't shocked but in person he is skinnier than what i was expecting um i watched like three minutes of the game and all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's clowny. Like, I thought I was a wing. And so I, you're going to need to put some weight on. 
Um, that was one of the biggest, like, whoa, like that's clowny. Like it just, I don't know, but the opposite Colin Castleton, large human looks fantastic. Looks, looks very, really, really good. Very good. Looks very, very good. So, um, Rookie wise, oh, City Sissoko has the biggest legs I've ever seen in my Just life. Just tree trunks. Tree trunks. Oh my. If they God. look big on TV, they're three times bigger in person. I was like, what in the world is going on? Like, oh my gosh. Tree trunks. And, Not just skinny trees, the big trees you see, like the red forest. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. Sorry. Well, no, when, when he came out, I was like, is he wearing like. <laughs> a youth medium short like those look very small on him and that's just like ridiculous oh no like his, his left thigh is the size of nick smith's waist it's like it was, oh my lord it was absurd i was scared uh, i mean my goodness um i'm trying to think of anything else uh i i, I think that i'm sure we missed someone but i i think that's a good place to wrap it um grady dick Jordan hawkins Look fine. Not really worried about them long. We're fine. Don't worry about the um, shooting numbers. It'll come around. We're fine. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I am Tyler Metcalf. He is Tyler Rucker. You can follow all of our stuff at NoSealingsNBA.com. NoSealingsNBA on socials. No Ceilings TV on YouTube. This was part one. Come join us for part two, where we go over all the returners. Um, this is a blast. Till next time. See ya.